All right, so welcome back. This is Naked Comedy. This week we are with Jen Kirkman. How are you doing? I'm awesome, thanks. Yay! For our viewers out there who wouldn't know this, um, this is actually the second interview that we're doing with Jen Kirkman because the first time we had some technical difficulties. But it will not hinder us from bringing you an awesome, in-depth, personal look into the life (laughs) of Miss Kirkman, as personal as she'll let us get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we start off? Let's see where do I want to start. Oh, I, well, I guess I'll start with. Um, I was reading your blog, which is on it's, uh, words WordPress, right? Yeah, I think it's MsJenKirkman.wordpress.com. I have a website, but I'm too lazy to make it work. So I'm blogging <laughs> on this other thing instead. WordPress is is where most people do it anyway. Like blogging, I have a blog on my website that. I, like, make in iWeb, and even that's just, you have to load it, and you have to save it, and then you have to move it, and it's just, I, it's eh, a pain. it is, it's it's a real pain. But um, I was reading your thing, and um, your little blog about your Thanksgiving story, and slash your Trader Joe's story, um, but so I wanted to ask you about that, like, I have, I've had, um, for viewers out there who aren't already Googling and reading this article as we speak, um, <laughs> The article, or blog, is basically about um, you're a vegetarian and what yeah. it's like to actually go out and get the tofurkey for Thanksgiving. I actually, yeah, I didn't know that, uh, they, like, I really didn't know they made that, and I usually just eat all the side dishes. Mm-hmm. And I went to Trader Joe's, which I'm sure everyone knows, it's like kind of hippy-dippy store. <laughs> Like, corporate hippy-dippy. But, like, everyone that works there is kind of weird, and I just, it never dawned on me that they would um, be annoying about it. So when I bought it, the cashier just kind of gave me a hard time. was like, come on, you can't just one day out of the year make an exception and eat turkey. And he's like, this is disgusting. And, like, people get very emotional about it, and they feel really bad for me. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. But then he just started getting really weird and, like, took it out of the box and was throwing it around like a football <laughs> and then started telling me about his sex life. <laughs> he was like, he's like, don't get me wrong. I was a vegetarian for 10 years because my girlfriend was one. He's like, we broke up and I started dating someone else. He started like doing the like hip thrust, like minding <laughs> sex. And he's like, she eats meat and she's, and like uh, something like she's good and better. She's, <laughs> our sex life is much better. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm not a prude, but I guess I am. I guess I'm only a prude when. I guess I'm only not approved when it's me doing my comedy, but I guess in real life, I'm like, do not talk to me like that at, at the grocery store. Well, that just seems weird on so many levels, though, because, like, like, first off, I would think that Trader Joe's would be, like, a safe place to buy your tofu-based products. Like, like I've bought, like, I'm not a vegetarian, but I buy tofu-based products, and, like, you know, Albertsons or Ralph's, like, they don't even notice what you're buying, like... This guy was yeah. paying attention, which was, like, it's first off kind of a red flag. Like, why are you looking at what I'm buying? Like, what are you piecing together about me? I don't know. But, like, yeah, you know, actually, they really do piece stuff together. Because, yeah, if you go to a, a different kind of place, um, everyone's just kind of, like, not really paying attention to what they're ringing up. At Trader Joe's, they're always looking, and they're like, these are great. How do you make, you know, like, I remember one time I was bought these, like, shish kebab vegetables and the woman was like how do you make these and I'm like um in a pan and she's like what about on a grill I'm like I don't have a grill she's like yeah, a grill and she's like going crazy and I'm like well I live in an apartment so I don't have a backyard she's like 
oh my god, and, like they really notice everything. Yeah, no, I was. And I think they're instructed to. I think maybe I was buying um, egg whites because I like to mix them in with my like normal eggs. And the guy at the counter was like, "Oh, these are so much better for you. Like real eggs are so bad for you. There's so much fat and cholesterol. Like, isn't it great that we're buying like these egg whites? Like that they make them." And I was like, "Yeah, it's, it's awesome." <laughs> and, like I just I didn't want to because like I'm not either way on the egg board. You know, like I don't have any like set views on eggs and like the righteousness or the evil of them but like I didn't know what to say so I kind of like went along with it and just like yeah you know it's really great really great which is yeah like, it's not like your passion in life it's just <laughs> yeah which is weird about that that story about your Thanksgiving thing because like it almost seemed like this guy was like almost like a jock type like a jock hippie kind of mix which I've like yeah, never well, even thing. heard of yeah he wasn't even a, a jock hippie he looks like he could be in like good charlotte or something he had like the sleeve <laughs> tattoos he was super skinny. had you know like kind of a crazy haircut and those huge earrings that <laughs> look like there's plumbing in your ear and it's like the hole's really big he was like that kind of guy which i guess i don't know what that means i thought it could mean like skater or i don't know it could be anything but I, it was definitely like well look at you like you have a plumbing in your ears <laughs> and i don't go into a thing about that but i think it's like if it was any normal day he might not have noticed it, but I think there's some kind of tradition even people normally would respect a vegetarian don't with Thanksgiving. Like, they think, like, it has to be this way, and if it's not, you're set, you know, I'm sitting there at the table like, I wish I could have turkey, and I'm really just not. I don't know. Our family, we're not vegetarians, but we don't even usually have turkey. Like, at, we, at, we, this is the first year we had stuffing. Like, we don't do, we have, like, food that we like, because it's, like, Thanksgiving, let's have food that we like, so, like, vegetables, and, like, sometimes we even have fish, like, stuff that, whoa, Thanksgiving, no, but, I mean, whatever, but, like, I guess what's cool, though, is, like, at least as a vegetarian, there's more stuff that, like, traditional, you know, Thanksgiving stuff that you can eat. I know that, um, for our family, even though we don't have traditional food, we have, um, one of my aunts was vegan, and so for uh-huh. a while, whenever it was Thanksgiving, it was always kind of strange because, like, we always, we did feel bad. We felt bad because she had to bring her own, like, you know, her own, like, vegan food and stuff like that, but she made these really amazing vegan desserts that, like, when she would bust them out, like, that would be a, the only thing that anybody ate, and she'd be like, you guys feel sorry for me, now y'all want my dessert, like, so, I mean, yeah. it's, there's no reason to feel, like, bad for someone just because they don't eat something because they're, like... There's, like, really good vegetarian and vegan and anything stuff that, like, if you're a meat eater, you wouldn't normally eat, or you might eat as well. Like, it's not like there's, like, it's automatically bad because there's not chicken stock in it, like. I know, and, like, my boyfriend went with me to this Thanksgiving, and actually I didn't end up using the tofurkey because I went to a vegetarian's house for Thanksgiving. I didn't even know she was. It was, like, kind of a last-minute thing that we got invited to, and, like, these vegetarians hate tofurkey. They're like, that's crap. (laughs) They had something else called, like, Celebration Roast. <laughs> that was also <laughs> vegetarian. So they made that, and there was nothing meat there. They had some, like, chicken on the side for the meat eaters, but no one cared. It wasn't, oh, my God. And then I think we had vegan pumpkin pie, which was really good. Yeah, no, vegan I desserts are amazing. I, I want to know what their secret is, because they don't use butter, they don't use milk, but whatever they use in place of that is delicious. Like, my aunt makes this amazing, like, triple chocolate vegan pie, and I... Yeah, I, I don't know what's in it, but it's like amazing. It's 
crazy. When people who are vegan actually manage to cook and bake, mm-hmm. it's really good. I couldn't just, like, open up a packet of soy cheese and <laughs> eat that and be happy with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried being a vegetarian for a while, but I just didn't know how to make it work. Like, I just, I didn't have the energy to, like, because you have to learn how to cook, like, tofu. And, like, you can cook tofu really well, mainly. Like, you can also yeah. eat beans and peanuts and all that stuff, but a lot of times you eat tofu. And I just could never get it done. Like, I would always either burn it or it would just, like, blob out. Like, it just never worked out for me. Yeah, everything I buy is kind of pre-made, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't know how to do it either. <laughs> I guess, oh, another thing I wanted to ta- mm-hmm. ask you about from your blog was um, a few days ago or a few weeks ago, I didn't check the date, but recently, you had one on, like, shows that you, like, that you like, that are, like, you know, quote-unquote, not the greatest shows, like, you, but, like, that you really like, like, the, oh, yeah. the Ruby show and the, um, which I do watch, there's something weirdly, like, infectious about it, you just kind of get into it, um, Actually, I watch that while I'm at the gym, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but <laughs> I don't know if it's motivation or yeah, what. Yeah, like, she can do it, and I can do it. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but, um, and then you were also talking about the, what is it, the, um. The pickup artist? Yeah, the pickup artist, and, I mean, I like, I love my share of VH1 trash shows, but mm-hmm. that's the only one that I can't watch, because I just feel so bad for the contestants, just, because, like, I, I've, I tried to watch the first episode, and uh-huh. it was, like, no training, you know, nothing. They just met this guy. And they were so in awe of him. Like, they were all just so, like, we want to be like him. And it it was kind of sad. And then he just threw them into, like, a nightclub. And then to <laughs> see them, like, so, like, even if they're acting, because, you know, it's a reality show and it's always kind of iffy what's real and what's not. But he was almost I'm so, so painful bought into to this watch. one. <laughs> I'm, like, so bought into this one. I'm like, nothing's fake. It's all real. <laughs> it is painful to watch, but... I don't know what it is. I'm so bought into this show. I'm like, they're going to be great. It feels like a young, like, I can't watch someone who's going through something horrible, obviously, and I don't know how it's going to end up, but I know, except for the guy that gets kicked off on the first night, but I know that they're, like, within two weeks, once they get their crazy haircut and they learn a couple, like, stock openers, I'm like, oh, my God, in two weeks, they're going to get a girl to talk to them and they're going to be like, this has never happened to me before, and I'm just, I get, like, excited for them, <laughs> and I have no clue why I have such a vested interest in this particular topic. That is true, though. Maybe I just got <laughs> turned off because the first episode, you know, you always, it's always sad to see the first person go, but the first guy who did go, did you see that episode? Uh, yeah, I saw them all. I don't remember who the first one to go was. The first was he one? the kind of fat guy that seemed gay? Yeah, 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 and that's why I felt kind of bad for him, because I was like, you know that after the show, he's probably going to come out, like, but that's, like, kind of the worst way... I don't know if that's actually the worst way. I'm not I'm not a gay man, but it seemed like a very yeah. awkward way to come out. Like, I went on this dating show to, ch- like, pick up girls, but, you know, it wasn't <laughs> for me. And then if he is straight, then I just feel really bad because, like, he, they did not edit him in any way to m- help make that seem true. Like, well, it's so funny because last season there was kind of a heavy guy, and they usually do pretty well because they're always usually, like, stereotypically, like, funny, and they're really outgoing, so they're not... They're pretty good on the, like, meeting people part. They just have to work on the not being a girl's best friend part. Mm. But this guy didn't have that at all. Like, he seemed genuinely 
uninterested in pretending. Yeah. So no. I knew they were going to let him go because I think they all knew secretly he's gay. Like, I don't think it was because he was chubby or anything. I think deep down everyone was like, he's gay and doesn't know it. Yeah, no, no, because I, I have a gay friend who, like, I, I called him, like, the night I was watching, I was like, turn on this channel. Like, does that guy <laughs> remind you? He was like, oh, my God, that's me if I were white. And I was like, yes, it is. And so, like, <laughs> we, like, already came to the agreement. But, I mean, we I don't know. Maybe, maybe there'll be a reunion show and it'll be revealed one way or the other. Maybe I'll be a shocker. Now, I have friends who think, like, <clears throat> I have friends who think mystery is gay. And I'm like, it's not gay just because he dresses like a complete ass and wears <laughs> nail polish. Like, that's just, like, a certain kind of person. It's not gay or straight. But who I think might secretly be gay is his uh, wingman, Matador. He has sort of a... They're, they have a weird vibe, yeah. Uh, the the addition of the two, like, side hosts this season. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's like, something is very strange about it. Like, and I, I think also, like, it's... I can I can kind of sit myself down and kind of watch it. Like my friend really loves the show, so I've I've watched it before and I've made her watch like I Love Money, so we kinda switch off on these things. But um but like the the side host is kind of weird. Like the one guy I don't really get why he's there. I mean there's already like mystery. You don't really need like another guy. And then the girl yeah. being on that side, like I feel like every time I see her, she's just like, Hey, I'm hot, here's my hot friends, make out with them or like yeah. something kind of like almost like negative like I would rather just have have it be run by guys since it's like a it's it's like supposed to help guys to get girls I almost feel like having the girl in on that side they're not using her like the right way or something well it's funny because I know last year was just mad at our mystery and I can see why it's them because they have to do their wingman episode where they show you how to work together blah blah but I know that VH1 has a huge female demographic that watches so I bet you anything they were like, you've got to have a woman in, call her wing woman. I mean, I'm sure they're really friends or alike, but I bet they, like, made him throw her in there. Yeah. It's kind of weird when that, like, when that happens, when the network has to decide what's going to be on TV based on, like, what they think versus, like, like, because sometimes it feels like shows that, like, I was just talking to, um, to Matt Bronger. He, you know, recently was on Mad TV, and they recently got canceled. But I know, I know but what's weird is that, like, I never liked Mad TV. I really never watched it. Like, I I was always SNL fan, and even when I wasn't, I just didn't watch Mad TV. And I started watching it for him, and it, like, it seemed to be, like, better than I'd ever seen it before. And a lot of people that I've talked to, comedians and normal people alike, were like, yeah, you know, this show's, like, finally kind of getting some ground. Like, it's it's kind of going somewhere good. And then it gets yeah. cut, because they didn't have, like, a growing audience. And it's just, like... I know, it's like they're not going to get anything better. Like, I always thought of it as one of those staples that will be around forever because there's enough difference between that show and SNL where I can see where... um, Yeah, like two two audiences for kind of the same show, but not. Exactly, and I just was so surprised because I just thought it was going to be around forever. I know the ratings weren't doing badly or anything, but I have heard from a million people, like, just kind of behind the scenes. Uh, Not anyone that works at, at Fox, but just, like, other comedians I know who are, like... You know, they're always being told by their ma- uh, managers and agents, like, come up with a sketch show idea because Fox wants some edgy sketch shows <laughs> for, for their late night slot. And I'm like, so even a while ago, I was like, I wonder if they're going to cancel Mad TV because all I hear is that they're looking for some, quote, edgy thing. Mm. And I'm like, we already have something there, so I need to make it edgy or whatever you think. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I almost feel like uh, they could have invested more into it. Like, maybe it wasn't doing the greatest, but, like, at least you have something to start from. Like... It almost seems like, I again, I don't, you know, I'm not an executive, so I don't know these things, but it seems like it would have been 
easier to take that audience and like expand upon it, like change that. I don't know. Yeah, because now they just dump that audience, and it's not because it's not that that audience is like I watch on Saturday nights at eleven. Or, you know, like they'll go away now. Mm. It's not like they're just sitting there watching anything you plug into that time slot. Yeah, I think that's how people are perceived. I I don't really know, but it seems like they perceive people as like. <laughs> really huge creatures of habit. That yeah. Just like, I'm just sitting and watch this thing. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah. They, <clears> but they, I wonder if Day Leno's going to go there. I don't... I don't. I have a feeling this all has something to do with that. I'm wondering if, like... Because they are switching all the, the hosts. They're, like, doing the, the growing of the hosts, you know, like, replacing, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, they can't... I never even thought about that, actually. The, the time slots or the, the stations would change. But I guess that is a possibility. And it's kind of weird because, like, I don't know. I don't... I don't watch too much network TV. I I can't stand all the like the constant what's coming up on Tuesday or like this uh, week. You know I, I can't. Know. And there's less. There's still that on cable, but there's a little bit less. But um, when I do watch network TV, I feel like I kind of have allegiances. You know, like I like to watch stuff on Fox and some and stuff on NBC. But I don't really like like CBS. I see for news. And I don't really like ABC. And like I yeah. kind of have an alliance. And like if if The Simpsons which had been on Fox for almost 19 years, moved to ABC, I wouldn't watch it anymore. Like, like when, they had, weird. when they had ABC Family and Fox Family back when I was a kid, and they switched from Fox Family to ABC Family, I didn't watch anymore. I was a kid, you know, and kids are supposed to be, like, the most malleable, and I was like, no, I don't, I don't like this stuff. Like, That's so weird. You're like a focus group person. <laughs> like, tell me why. <laughs> I know. I, just, I need to be in my own focus group and get to people, let them know what I'm feeling. <laughs> but, um, oh, my God. I'm talking my Earth Cafe right now. It's getting very loud. Hang on. <laughs> oh. Here I go. Hang on. All right. Not so bad. I'm, I'm past it. I'm past it. <laughs> all, the, all the hipsters having lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Not so bad. 2 p.m. on a Sunday. That's totally lunchtime. Um, but okay, let's let's move on from television and stuff because we've talked enough about other people's <laughs> TV things. Um, let's move on to you're currently a writer on Chelsea lately, right? Yes. Yes. And I recently saw you had a clip on your website of you guys doing a Facts of Life reunion. Oh yeah. <laughs> How was that? It seemed really fun. <laughs> We well, it's funny because our audience, um, I think. Well, actually, we have a pretty good range of people that watch the show, but there's a lot of like twenty-something uh, young twenty-something girls that at least come to the tapings, and I don't think they would have been watching Facts of Life growing up because I'm <laughs> I was young when it was on, and I'm way older than them. So anyway, we were like uh, the reason that came up is because we were just girl in our office. Heather, she's also a writer, and she's on the show a lot characters and she was like doing her Jerry Jewell imitation which if people don't know is a comedian with cerebral palsy who played Blair's cousin on Facts of Life mm. and her whole character was like real cocky, she's kind of a jerk Yeah. and everybody would always pity her because she had cerebral palsy but it, she'd end up like taking them down <laughs> and, and then they'd be like oh I shouldn't judge you, like just because you have cerebral palsy doesn't mean you're not like sassy and <laughs> so we were just kind of laughing at that whole concept of that character, not really that she had CP, but, but so Heather was imitating her, and I think it's something that people probably do in the privacy of their own home that grew up in that show is like do their Jerry Jewel <laughs> imitation. And so we're like, oh my God, we have to do a Facts of Life reunion. And then we're all like, but I don't know if our audience will know what that is, but we did it anyway, and we filmed it, and we, it aired last night. So we're all like, we're going to get fired <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> I, I mean, 
I thought it was really cute though. Like, and I, it's true. I, um, I'm kind of that like you know twenty something year old demographic, and like I didn't grow up with Facts of Life, but it's been referenced so much that I know enough about it, and I thought it was really funny. And I was just curious, like at the end, because I thought it was a good skit, like all around. I thought the very you know the button with Chewy at the end was was really really funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, but I guess what I was wondering was like just because of the way that Chelsea sounded right when she was like, you know, we shouldn't be doing this, blah blah blah. Like, how did the audience, like a live audience, react to that? Because it it seems almost like there could be some people in the audience who are like, that's a bad taste, you know, or it could be just an audience full of people who understood it, like. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, um, you know, we wrote it that way on purpose, just obviously because it's sometimes hard to think of an ending, and we're like, you know what, we should call out that it's, quote, bad, just in case people don't understand that it's a Jerry Jewell joke and not a cerebral palsy joke, yeah. or cerebral palsy, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. So we were like, yeah, let's do that, and then to then top it off and be extra stupid and outrageous, let them chewing come up in blackface <laughs> as, if, as if that's normal. And so um, the, it's funny because the studio audience, Sometimes it's really quiet when they're watching the videos because um, they're trying to hear it. <laughs> and by the time they were pretty loud, and it was funny. Like at first, I thought I heard them going like "whoa," like when Heather first came out, like yeah. "whoa, whoa," and then and then they got into it. Like <laughs> then they were fine. I think they were. And so the biggest judge of like how things go, though, is usually after we put something up on YouTube mm. because. Um, her fans and people that weren't her fans went freaking nuts when we did this Jonas Brothers spoof. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it got, like, out of control and, like, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of comments on YouTube and a ton of people, like, do not make fun of them for being virgins and all this stuff. And people were going nuts. And so, and that's also a sign of success, too, that, like, people are getting so upset about it. But so I've been monitoring the YouTube comments, and so far everyone thinks it's really funny, so we didn't manage to offend anyone yet, or if we did, they're not saying anything. <laughs> well, it's but really... we didn't want to, so it's, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the only thing that was weird was that the video that you posted, you can't hear the audience, so that's why I was like, because sometimes, you know, like, there are comics, like, I've been to shows where a comic does something edgy and just the audience turns instantly. And since you couldn't hear the audience, I was like, whoa, did they cut that out? Or like, what? But it's good to know. Oh, that, no, like, you know what happened is they aired, um... I thought that was weird, too. They put the clip on YouTube before they played it for our audience. So that was, like, oh. the editor's cut without any laugh track or anything. And then they played it, you know, on the show that afternoon. And if you watch it on the on TV, you'll hear the laughs or the noises or whatever they're making. But, yeah, yeah I thought that was weird, too. And I saw it on YouTube. I'm like, but, yeah. They, yeah, because it looks like it's, it's just part of the show. Like, you know, they just, like, went to commercial break, came back, and you guys were doing it. But, okay, that makes more sense. I was like, no. but that Yeah, works. no, because we filmed it. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and oh, yeah, yeah, and then just and then aired it for the audience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, and then also, okay. Uh, I want to move on to talk about a little bit of your stand-up. I know last time we talked um, was right after the election. Like we, the last time we had this interview that was not recorded because God hates me. That <laughs> <laughs> um, it was right after the election, and we were talking about um, the politics of like the situation and I just wanted to see like now a few weeks later now that the buzz has kind of died down you know people have stopped telling black people good job for Obama all that's kind yeah. of stopped like how is um how is it doing stand-up because I know some of your stuff was on politics and now like is it still 
a difficult or weird situation, or what's the situation now? Um, I know it's funny because my opinion a couple weeks ago, I hadn't done stand-up after the election yet. So I was like, oh, everyone's probably done with But I think people are still like, no, it was, I think people are, I'm making this up out of nowhere, but if I had to guess what the collective unconscious is, <laughs> it's that like, it kind of was a bonding time. We were all thinking about the same thing, whether or not we were on the same side, we we're all obsessed with the same thing for a little while. And then when it's over, it's kind of like, oh, now what do I do with my thoughts? And I think the audience is still fine a little bit hearing about it. Yeah. It's sort of like, um, I had a, I don't know if I mentioned it last night at the show, the show that you saw me at, but I was saying like, all the comedians have to get it in really quick <laughs> or else it's going to be like a Christmas tree that's still up in March. Like it just seems weird. Yeah. So the way I was talking about Barack, like here's my thoughts or here's what my mom thought when he got elected. I probably have until New Year's for that or maybe until the inauguration. Yeah. yeah and then uh, who knows, who knows like what will be funny about anything then, you know? Yeah, because I know that, um, I know on election night, one of the things that they did on the Daily Show was they were like, you know, or... I think Colbert, you know, it was a Colbert, uh, it was a Colbert Daily Show mix, and at the end of it, uh, when Barack was announced the winner, he was like, what are you, like, Stephen Colbert, being the devil's advocate, was like, what are you going to talk about now? And they were like, there's lots more to talk about, like, there's lots more politics, there have been politics before this whole election, and this whole, like, eight years, and there's, there's going to be stuff afterwards, but, yeah. like, being a live comedian, being in LA, being, like, where you don't have, you know weeks you can't go on hi you can go on hiatus but like really you <laughs> i often do <laughs> don't leave the house for a while but yeah you can do that but also like you know there's more of a like push like you have like okay you know it's been a week when are you going to come out and do a show again and you have to have something to say then and like is yeah. it is it kind of difficult to find stuff to poke fun at yet because like like right now it almost feels like, like, there's stuff going on, but, you know, we don't know about it. It's like that kind of, we're right now in that stage where everybody's still so happy that they don't want to look at the, like, anything that's going on that might be, like, negative. So you can't, like, yeah, can yeah. you not poke fun at that? Or, like, what? It it's a little like. harder to poke fun only because people might not be informed. Like, yeah. let's say you knew, let's say you're doing a show and, like, for some reason you had a, you knew the audience was, like, really politically sensitive. Like the show called Politics with blah, blah, blah. You know, and people yeah. came out because they're all up to date. And you could do jokes to make it funny. Like, you know, Obama is going to help the environment, but so far he's done this and that. And he didn't, you know, like you could make specific policy jokes, I guess, if people were paying attention. Yeah. But I think right now, I think there's still so much opportunity for like your basic. I mean, Hillary's back. Bill will be around. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure. There will be that. Sarah Palin's still out there doing ridiculous things, mm -hmm. trying to run for 2008. I think it just won't be literally we can make fun of the president because he said something dumb like Bush. It won't be obvious. Yeah. But um, I'm sure there'll be a million. Like, closest character to, like, a goofball. Yeah. It's probably Joe Biden because he <laughs> says something, even though he's brilliant. But So I think there'll be plenty of stuff. It just I don't think we'll have the same kind of, like, there won't be a calendar yeah, you know, I just, I'm just... Like Bushisms or something. Yeah, I'm just but wondering... But then it's always the media to make fun of. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking the the, the audiences, I'm wondering how they're going to react because it's been eight years of, like, this is who we make fun of. Like, I I heard, and I don't know if there's any truth to this, but that Will Ferrell's doing, like, an off-Broadway show based on, like, on Bush's term. I don't know if it's his whole life. It might be just his term, but he's doing, like, 
a play about it. And I was just thinking about how, you know, over the last eight years, there have been, te- like, there have been, like, three or four TV shows on Comedy Central, like, That's My Bush or Little Bush. Little or, Bush. Like, yeah. all those kind of things. And now that that's over, I almost wonder, like, comics, I'm sure, comedians can, like, write new stuff. But, like, yeah. it's going to be weird for the audience. But then again, maybe I just don't know my history enough. Like, maybe when Reagan was around, like, it was that same thing, like, there was Reagan, and then he, there wasn't Reagan, then what do you do for that? Like, I think it was the same thing. I remember growing up um, when I was, I think, well, I don't know, it was maybe 10 or something, there was, like, this amazing puppet show on, t- like, n- you know, network television about Reagan, and it was freaking hysterical, and then, you know, like, Saturday Night Live was about that, and I think there's always something to make fun of, and I think that just because this was such a different election. We have the first black person, and I think the jokes are just going to be a little different, like the, the kind of hacky, not hacky, but just the, the, the first idea that comes to everyone's mind is like, oh my God, our president now speaks in complete sentences, like, you know, like that kind of thing. But yeah. I have a different opinion, actually, than when I talked to you three weeks ago. I think, actually, people, um, I don't know, people are interested in politics now, and it's like, I hate when people say this word, but it's, like, sexier now. It's, like, <laughs> it's like part of pop culture, like, the way Britney Spears is. So I think it's actually, I don't think it's a thing where people are going to go, okay, he won, let's get back to having good times, but I want to hear it, comedians. I think people will want to hear it, but it, it'll probably just be more of, like, we make fun of, like, the way the media reports things, or maybe we go back to making fun of Bill O'Reilly and Rush Limbaugh <laughs> because they've actually been really horrible lately because they have nothing bad to say. <laughs> um, and so they're just being, like, psychotic. I just remember and- a few days after the election, I was in... I think I told you this last time, but, like, I was in the gym and somebody was watching Fox News and I was watching it, and their coverage was on how um, the day after the election, McCain could finally go to Starbucks without his security patrol. Like, he could go <laughs> in his Yukon to Starbucks by himself. And I was like, this is, is this what you have to talk about? Like, you don't want to talk about the new president so much that you're going to talk about McCain <laughs> going to Starbucks. I was just like, wow. And I, I haven't watched it since then just because I, I didn't know. Like, if that's where they were starting from, I was like, I don't know what, what else is going to come. It's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, as long as stuff like that's going on, though, there'll be, that's, I think, the angle comedians will take, you know, is just making fun of the people that are so much in denial that they do a story about yeah. the king candidate can go to Starbucks, and that's hilarious. Yeah. And kind of sad, like he's there all alone, and it no was, one, it no was one cares sad. to threaten his life even. Yeah, yeah, no, because I guess the situation was he was going to Starbucks, and everybody else was talking about Palin, because, you know, that was right when the whole, um, you know, Palin was a bitch, like that whole story came out, like the yeah. same day, so he, he was totally... The, the pressure and all the camera time was off of him, and so they were just like, look what he's doing while she does this. And there, it was had we, had that chicken, had that turkey thing happen when <laughs> we talked last time, that Palin video with the turkey getting slaughtered? No, 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 what's, I, I've heard of that, but what, like, for our viewers, oh, inform them a little bit more. <laughs> oh my god, you have to YouTube it. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone goes and pardons a turkey, and she's the governor of Alaska, so she went to a local farm to pardon a turkey, mm-hmm. and they were just doing, you know, your average, like, fluff piece that anyone would do about, and she was, so she was just saying, like, oh, I think it's a great tradition, pardoning the turkey, and, oh, the holidays, and all this, like, warm, bubbly talk, and she's got her little Burberry scarf on, and she's holding a hot chocolate, and then <laughs> they must have set her up for failure, because there's this guy that looks like he's in, like, Fargo or Deliverance behind <laughs> her, and he's literally, there's a huge funnel, 
and he's, uh, they don't show this, but he's clearly uh, killed the turkey, and it's still dying, and then so the turkey's flopping, and it's upside down, and its neck is in the funnel, and it's draining blood into this trough of blood, uh. and then you see the turkey legs, like, shake, and then just go still, and then he's, but the, <laughs> he, if you, you can picture it, she's off to the side, and this guy's back is to the camera, but his head is turned around, so it's like he's looking into the camera going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, Backs the turkey off, comes back with another one, and all this brutal slaughter is going on behind her. And the way, if you look at it, the way they framed it, she could have been standing anywhere else on that farm. They did not need to put her right there. And I feel like whoever shot it definitely knew that this would be funny. And, and, and I guess she just... You know, it's not like she didn't know what was going on behind her, but she probably didn't know it was in the shot. <laughs> it was so hilarious. And, like, so it's like as long as she's around, I think, my God, there's so much good stuff there. <laughs> that went around the Internet really fast. It's true. It's true. Somebody last night, um, I don't remember if it was at the show you were at or a different show, but somebody made a comment about how, you know, as long as she's around, thinking, like, because what makes her funny is not that she really does these ridiculous things, but that she thinks she's doing so great. Like, if she didn't have that, like, that mentality or that look of just like, oh, you know, everything's great, she wouldn't be nearly as funny, but she just is so in the zone, like, so convinced. It's like she's a bad comedian and doesn't realize it. Like, she just doesn't... Or like a genius straight man. Like, she has no clue what's going on. Yeah. Something like that. But as long as she keeps that up, like, their hilarity will ensue. Just yeah, as long as she keeps it up and there really, really isn't any chance that she'll have any power, then <laughs> I think it's totally funny. But yeah, it was just funny. And then a lot of people I knew were like, I didn't know that's how they killed turkeys. I'm like, no. How they kill anything is... That it, anything that's killed is not not really... There's nothing uh, humane in death. I know. Well, everyone I know was like, well, at least it's humane. I'm like, I know what you mean. It's like technically the proper way. It's not torture, but it just seems like bizarre when you actually see it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I just... Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> well, this has been Jen Kirkman, who, um, last minute plug, has a CD on AST Records called Self Help. It's really funny. You should check it out. It's very cool. Oh, and also, it's very cool. And also, she did The Drunk History online by Derek Waters, which talks about Oni. Oni. Not Oni, Oni Washington. Oni, uh, Oni Judge Washington. Oni Judge. Oni Blade. Judge, yes. Which I think I tried to text you, but I don't know if it worked when I was at Comedy is Dead. They, oh, you did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they aired it. Um, they started That's the show, cool. like the first half hour before the show. They just played all of them. And that one was, hands down, the audience's favorite. And I just, because I remember last time we talked, you were kind of like, there were some negative comments. And I wasn't sure if it was because I was the only girl comedian. But yeah. everyone there loved it so much. They loved, they loved the hiccups. But they loved everything about it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so good to hear. Yeah, I, I shouldn't focus on the negative. It's just sometimes the negatives, like, come to me directly as an email, and I'm like, what is wrong with people? But, yeah, I like that one the best, too. Not just because I'm in it, but I just think the people lip-syncing the hiccups are genius. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's one of the better ones. But so thank you again for coming on a second time. It was equally as fun. And oh, maybe yay. in the future, if you have a new CD... You can come back and we'll talk again. Yes, I'll try to get working on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks right. for having me. No problem. Talk to you All later. Right, bye. bye.